Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. So this uh, evening, I want to um, uh, take the time of the talk to um, just um, speak spontaneously about um, about the practice. What what is it that we're doing all day like this? What is this practice? The way it came to me uh, this afternoon was. What is this bhavana? I was thinking of the three pillars in the Buddhism. I think of them maybe of the three pillars of um, happiness. So uh, generosity is one of the pillars. And ethics, so the gift of protection, uh, non-harming. That's the second pillar. And then there's the bhavana, which is the heart or mind cultivation or development or detoxification, uh, the removal of the misunderstanding in the heart, mind, the, 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 the how we help um, the patterns that um, create suffering for ourselves, uh, how they can be recognized and how they can, uh, with clear awareness and kindness and compassion and honesty and perseverance and, and uh, determination and patience and humility and courage and uh, energy and how they can uh, crumble, dry up, collapse, be abandoned. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what, what I like a lot about the, I, I'm probably going to do this all week, the, what I like and what I, because I feel it's like one point of view that I know more because <laughs> I soak in it all day. So, and I, I think that mostly it's in line with uh, the, the teachings, but that's kind of a way that I find to express uh, this practice. So, what I like about this practice is it, it's very much uh, both its power but, uh, and its simplicity. And its power may be partly because of its simplicity. It's an extremely 
simple practice. Not, not easy, we agree on that. But uh, it's, um, it's so simple. It's incredibly simple. I've, I've been, like many of you, practicing now for a couple of decades. And uh, it seemed that every week that I practice more, every, other, every retreat, I'm understanding, wow, this is so simple. I try, like I come up with very complex things to do and how to proceed, but basically I'm just asked to see if I can allow this, whatever this is, to be there and to be known fully. And the rest kind of uh, organizes itself. You know? Like uh, when uh, Munindraji, uh, Joseph Goldstein, one of our teachers, one of your teachers, possibly, probably, maybe. Uh, when Munindraji would say to uh, Joseph, just sit there, know you're sitting, and the whole of the Dharma will be revealed, you would imagine that it takes a few decades of practice to uh, come to such simple instructions, which is what we practice here, just sitting and becoming aware that we're sitting. Like waking up, that's that waking up. Waking up, oh, I'm actually sitting. I'm not in that conversation that could happen, maybe, but will never next week, you know? The discovering again and again, oh, there is a, a body sitting here discovering this, or as Tempo was uh, instructing, saying, there is a body here. Helping ourselves remember, there is a body here. And oh, now this body is walking. Look at that. I missed that for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> trying to look good or trying to fix the past or have a different past. You know. Oh, the body's just walking. Oh, it's standing. It's turning. It's so incredibly simple. It appears to me as being a primary is the, the word that comes to mind. It's so kind of basic. Can you sit and know you're sitting? Can you be aware that breathing is happening? Can you be aware that the mind is thinking? Wow. It seems almost impossible to do because we often get uh, fascinated, swallowed, kidnapped, captured, uh, entangled, uh, uh, is there a person there? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so with thinking we get engrossed, fascinated, uh, fused, identified, uh, gone with, taken, lost in. I like all these words. <laughs> you might have noticed. <laughs> it's the guy with the bunch of comas coming. <laughs> but I'm trying to... Why I'm doing this, why I'm, th I'm thinking like this or speaking like this, because I'm trying to name exactly what's happening, ca uh, capture the right uh, language to, so that we can, uh, you know to describe the felt sense of what happened. Are we captured? Yeah, but sometimes we're fascinated. Sometimes we're actually fused, disappeared in the thinking. We've become that story. You know, there's no awareness, no consciousness of what's happening. And in this very gracious practice, if that's the word there, we are just invited to become simply aware that 
what is actually happening now. Hearing is happening. So all these different things that are extremely simple happening all the time, but often for us we we're kind of dismiss that, you know, but you don't know because, you know, am I going to get what I want in the f- future, you know, or, you know, you don't know, that's not important, what, you know, uh, I don't know what's important, what are we going to have for lunch is what is important, you know, and when am I going to reach the line, you know, what's my strategy, do I go right or left on the way out, you know, this is important, now we're saying, oh, can you just be aware that heart is beating, that uh, crickets are cricketing. <laughs> and so it, has the, it simplifies things, so what I can see is that it uh, helps pacify the mind, it calms the mind down. What is actually happening here, my love? This is a kind of question I ask myself, you know. <coughs> the retreat and how many days again and hold on are we finishing Saturday or Sunday what, what is actually happening here my love can you notice something that is actually happening oh touch of cool hair coming on this arm here can that be allowed can that be known renunciation in action renouncing the complexities of the world this is seems like it's the instructions of the Buddha you know let go of our concerns for the world put uh, mindfulness at the fore like as a primary value and see if you can allow what is here to be known fully and what happens in that just connecting and again it's it seems that it's not so important what we're connecting to at the uh, in this practice, it can be the breath, but it can also be sound. It's, it's irrelevant. It's something that is actually happening that I'm not thinking about, but I'm, I'm experiencing really as fully as possible. Yes, and in breath, as good as a sound, as good as it, hands touching, as good uh, as as good as. Uh, some kind of heartache, kind of vague. I don't know if that I'm the only one that can experience something like that. Probably not. Some kind of vague dissatisfaction, or very vague, smooth, almost confusion, <coughs> vagueness, dis ease. That's a very good uh, object of meditation oh. because it's here. Let me, let's see if that can be known. And in that, there's not the rush to actually fix or get something else. The, the, the mindfulness that we're purifying with the years of practice is a mindfulness that doesn't look to improve upon, doesn't look to get rid of, but it's an attention that wants to know because it's there. Because this is reality, it's happening. So it's worth being known fully or again, as fully as possible right now, whatever that is. What I see happen in uh, practitioners, myself and others, is that, and it fits the actual theory of the practice, 
is that when we actually pay attention to a step on gravel or on dry grass, or if we let ourselves be impressed by uh, touched, or we touch or we're touched by a smell, whatever that smell is, that, and here this it's a, it's a field of smell, it seems. And so the quality connection with that in time uh, will, uh, will trigger or create interest. The mind will kind of perk up a little bit because of the quality of the connection. Instead of having a blasé connection, yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever, sweet grass, whatever. I don't even know if that exists around here or if it exists at all, but, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Kind of, yeah, I know that. You know, hold on. When the mind touches, there's the birth of interest that can arise. Like, you might have felt this today, stepping, and suddenly it's like, wow, that's so interesting, stepping on wood that is room temperature, slightly hot, or slightly fresh. Just that contact. So there's so many qualities that are born out of this simple little connection. And so what we do here is we see if it can happen anywhere in any circumstance, in the bathroom, as we're serving soup, you know, as we're holding plate, heavy or light plate. Everything is an opportunity to tune in, to feel, to touch, be touched by, to be impressed. That's the way I think about this. And so in there, that's the doorway, the portal to um, interest. That's how curiosity arises. When there's a quality connection, suddenly the mind wakes up. Hold on. Instead of having a superficial attention that knows things and knows how it is, if it actually comes a little bit closer, suddenly this thing opens up the mind actually opens up with curiosity. Slight. And in time it will become uh, probably enthusiasm, some kind of curious joy, as you know, many of you in the practice has described PT. Curious joy. Let me feel this. There's a wanting to be close to, wanting to allow, wanting to be touched by. And it can be tiredness. It can be uh, it can be anything, really. And again, we're not thinking about this. We're actually tuning in, touching. So it's rather silent event, you know. And yes, there will be comments, questions, things that might arise. But the actual moment of mindfulness is preconceptual. It's, a, it's experiential. So it's good for us as a community to... I like that. I, I, I don't know if maybe not you, but I like the fact that we talk about these things, that we always talk about the same things. But as a community this week, because we're all practicing this, so in my mind it's a kind of like, oh, do we agree? Do we agree that that's the exploration we're doing? That we're not fixing the future? That we're actually attending to the present, all of us, and we're supporting each other in this, and we'll make discoveries, and 
in little pockets during the retreat, we'll get to talk about this, what we're actually discovering, you know, and the difficulties of doing this. So this is, to me, that's kind of uh, being on the same wavelength. Okay, so that's the exploration. We're naming, trying to name what's the exploration. Of course, it's my words. Yours might be different, but hopefully there's some agreement there. Another thing that I see born that, uh, in that connection uh, is contentment. It's, it's one other thing. It's suddenly a stepping, a turning, a standing, a breathing uh, fragrance becomes something rich, complete. And the illusion of lack, that there's something else that I should be, that the other somewhere else should be, that suddenly that falls away for a second, half a second. There's something that is complete, even if it's heartache. Heartache? So it's not like, I might have the kind of, always the little thing in the back that the heartache shouldn't be there. The loss, the feeling of loss or grief, or that it shouldn't be there. Or that the ache, the physical ache itself, shouldn't be there. And in that moment of quality contact, suddenly that illusion, that belief, falls away and there's a real encounter with loss maybe grief or ache or sweetness or light or heat or extreme heat not today but yesterday tomorrow there's just this contact with that and this becomes full it becomes full this is life In that point of contact, and it's very technical, the point of contact between the sight and eye door, or sense door, between the sound and the ear, between the nervous system and the sensation. In this point of contact, when it's, uh, it's not right away uh, leading to conceptualization and proliferation and and organizing and wanting to get rid of, but when this, we let that really happen, that intimacy we talk about, like, let that happen. If the contact is difficult, my sense and my experience, again, has been that this is the birth of compassion. This is the doorway to compassion, is right there. Quality connection with something difficult. Because otherwise it's like, touches it, no, don't want, don't want, why me, etc. But if we're able to, and that's very progressive, we can't, as Temple was saying, force this on ourselves. We tend towards, we invite, we explore that possibility, and then things get in order, and when it's the right object, or the right mind, get factors of mind gathered, then the connection does happen. And if it's a difficult connection, if it's a painful uncomfortable connection and the mindfulness has some quality to it it's closer to mindfulness than to you know wanting to get or to get rid of then the door can open to compassion oh difficult to be in this heart difficult to be with that heavy body 
difficult. But again, there's something that is complete, that is this just the presence with that. If the contact is a pleasant contact, a happy contact, then this is the doorway to joy. whatever that is, freshness on the skin as the night, as the sun goes down, the air starts to move at a different temperature. All these are also calming. It's calming to know that, to discover that we can be there that we don't, the mind doesn't have to rush to the next thing or to something else or figure out or organize or avoid. You know, all this agitation can fall away and calm can arise. The mind can find some peace. And so what we're doing partly is dedicating, uh, is not partly, maybe totally, is opening all these doors for these uh, qualities to arise that, are, that do come naturally in the wake of mindfulness. Mindfulness being this attention that is not judging, non-judging, non-coercive, non-violent. Uh, this touching reality as it is. Now this, my sense is we're making the mind uh, malleable, fluid, uh, responsive. It's it, with the everyday morning practice, afternoon practice, evening practice, next day like this, what slowly is happening like that and maybe more like that is that the mind uh, is made pliable. It can actually allow heat. It can allow... Uh, you know, without judging the fact that the mind will drift or get caught, you know. It won't make a big case out of it and compare and judge and conclude, you know, about the worth of a human being, you know. It will just take what it is for what it is. Oh, the mind drifted. Of course it drifts. That's what minds do. And then it's gentle, the coming back. It's not just such a big struggle anymore. It's just, oh, of course it got caught in that because it's charged there. You know? So of course it got caught. And then this, the benevolence come back, uh, come easily, more and more easily. The calm comes back easy, more easily. If there is a wave of doubt, what am I doing here? What is, then that, suddenly we have the, uh, we recognize the opportunity for practice. Oh, I don't have to follow this thought. I can just feel it. Feel that state of mind. Feel that contraction. Don't have to do anything about it. Just allow it, allow the contraction to be there and to be known.
over time uh, with this quality attention being given again and again and again um, it seems to me that it's extremely supportive for um, our values and our integrity when we're um, habitually uh, following patterns, reactivity automatisms if you have that word in English uh, there's not so many choices and we can easily forget, forget our values and what I've noticed over the years is that uh, my values are more available than they were before before I would easily forget them when I was not getting what I wanted you know, or when something was turned and now I can remember basic things, respect uh, care you know, non-abuse and and so by paying attention, these, uh, we say with uh, mindfulness, all the, our wisdom, even the shaky wisdom, is very much available. When we're in, uh, in superficial, habitual attention, our wisdom, even the deepest wisdom, might not be available anymore. It's hidden. It's not accessible. And so that's why we come in a training ground like here this week, very supportive to learn to pay attention to be particularly present in any situation so that we can and that's the whole idea integrate this in our life bring this back to our lives and so here we have uh, maybe roommates and we have uh, weather and we have a lot of beauty that's a huge challenge <laughs> But there is a bunch of things happening here, waiting in line maybe for food or this, this. All these are really, it's very important, these are all important aspects of practice. Again, most of us know this, but it's good to remind ourselves, hey, gang, do we remember that we value sitting, but we do value everything else around the, we value life in the bedroom. You know, I remember, um, uh, and it made me laugh because I would do the same. I was sitting a long retreat at the Forest Refuge in Massachusetts, and the teacher who was uh, teaching us uh, was emphasizing a lot slowing down, slowing down every day, slow down, like pretend you're much older than you are, pretend, pretend you're sick, pretend you're, you know, slow down, slow down, slow down. And we were going extremely slow, so that was like really the technique, one of the main techniques that was used was the slowing down, you know. Walking like this. And so we would come out of the, of the hall, of the meditation hall and at the forest refuge. Uh, the corridors are really, really long because there's all the rooms and then there's another like dining hall or something. And, every, and so, sometimes we would be here, they would ring the bell for a meal so it's like, it's 12.30, the meal is at 12.30, and you know it's about half an hour at that speed <laughs> to, reach the, to reach the thing. So, but everybody was like starting and really trying to put your heart into it, you know. And I remember one time I was walking behind the guy, and he very slowly turned into the bathroom, he closed the door, and then I heard... <laughs> 
really, really fast. And then I just stayed, I stayed there. I was waiting to go to the bathroom. And then suddenly, like, the door opened really quickly. And then he went, like, like he was surprised. <laughs> and I'm, I was laughing because I, I, I thought, this is, Pascal, this is what, be honest, this is what you do when you get to your room. You close the, the door. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let me be mindless. <laughs> For half an hour of mindlessness. Mindless. <laughs> followed by guilt. Followed by... <laughs> and, uh, and so, it's actually... Uh, yeah. At some point we learn that maybe... Uh, and I think... These are, will be your words, I think, uh, Temple, many years ago... I've heard you say that this this mindfulness, this uh, careful attention, this friendly, uh, non-acquiring, non-attention, is the best strategy to meet life. Are these your words? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's beautiful because in the in the text when you read, once awaken, once the heart has been like released from all its. Uh, shackles or misunderstanding and miseries and complexities when it's, it's, it's allowed to shine naturally as it does it says the people who are I've done the work that we're doing and I've gone far uh, they say this is the best way to live it's not only the path to discovery <coughs> to insight it's also, also a, it's also the best way to live to actually pay attention care Take care. Take care of anything that is happening. Give care to what's happening in the heart, in the, in the mind, in the body, and in the environment. Take care to bring this quality of attention uh, that has in it energy, curiosity, interest, resonance, vividness, intelligence, vividness. So the, the energizing factors of the mind and also the calming factors of the mind, the stability, the non-reactivity, the calm itself, the steadiness of uh, concentration or a unified mind. So that's what we're doing here. We're, we're cultivating two kinds of qualities, calming energies, but we don't want it to be so calm that we're going to you know, fall asleep. We want it to be calm and alive in there. We want the heart, the mind, the consciousness to be resonant, vibrating. Be, that's what I mean when I say touching or being touched. We want the consciousness to really register beauty of flowers, movements uh, of the heart and mind. You know, we want it to be touched by piercing as much as expansion. We want it to. We want the the, the the heart, the, the consciousness to experience fully a spacious mind, a non-reactive mind. We also want it to experience fully uh, yeah, to experience it with high quality a mind that is uh, caught, triggered, grumpy, uh, reactive, arrogant, Uh, all the whole shebang 
So it's so again, we're not choosing. We're saying, "Oh, wow, humility, humble, hum, humbleness." Wow, that's this particular taste, flavor, texture. Let my consciousness register, be impressed, experience fully this thing. Oh, arrogance, self-righteousness. Ah, let me feel this really well. Really well. And in this quality connection, so there are all, all these qualities that are being developed, but there's something else also, that there's many things happening. As you know, we can talk about this practice for years, but there's one other thing that I want to mention because I talked about it some this afternoon, is when the mind has uh, an attention, a presence that is both sustained and maybe refined, maybe... Uh, of a higher quality than the habitual attention that we have that helps us complete tasks, but where we're kind of half there, but there's enough, you know, as one teacher would say, just enough attention to actually reach the broccoli, you know, but taste it is like, that's way too refined. You know? <laughs> so here we have enough to, to and to, to not forget that the hand is moving, to be there, to notice that to register that. That's amazing. If you can actually be there and feel that the hand is going towards the mouth, it's, this is high-quality mindfulness. Yeah. So when the mind has this kind of mindfulness, and it will build over the days, we cannot demand, expect, evaluate constantly, uh, force this. This is what we do, is we attend. We see if it's possible again, again, whenever we have the opportunity that the mind remembers uh, by its, on its own by, because it sees somebody else doing it. Uh, when the attention becomes refined, suddenly what will start to appear to us, and that's extremely liberating and profound when it's met with a high-quality awareness, is the dynamic nature of the world, inner, outer, uh, physical, emotional, mental, the, the ephemeral nature of reality, when it starts to appear and, it's, and it is really deeply registered or deeply it touches us, the Im That's why I use the word impressions, because the more I pay attention, the more, to me, the description of experience is that these are impressions. I'm walking, I see these purple flowers with lower there, yellow flowers, and they're all moving a bit, and this will only be an impression, because in the next second, it'll be the foot that is doing this that's going to be become the main impression or appearance. And then I'll stand 
and these flowers will be gone. That image will be not available because I'm facing this way, you know? And then I'll turn, and that whole garden behind me is gone. Is gone. If I'm in the conceptual realm, I'll say, it's behind me, it's there, it was there all the time, but it's not. Here we want to come closer to real-time experience, how things are constantly disappearing. Like your toes right now just appeared because I named them. For most of us, they were absent from our immediate reality. We're studying human beings from human beings' point of view. And in, when you're a human being, things flash all the time. They appear and disappear. And they don't last. And so why we're bringing all these qualities of being resonant, consciousness, heart being resonant, stable, non-reactive, not obsessed by acquiring or getting rid of, but quality contact with reality, is so that we can see, be impressed deeply, that's what we call insight, by the changing nature of reality. How things are dynamic in movement, how a wave of shame is replay, morphs into forgiveness or morph into hatred or morph into something, how it's dynamic, emotions, nature, mind, heart, body, tingling, tingling, intense tingling, piercing, hardness, release, you know? And so we're invited, and that's going to be this week, it's probably going to be very much part of what's going to happen, is that we're going to slow down, tune in as much as possible, so that we can be touched by all the different appearances, because that's what they are. I think time appears endlessly long, appears short. I appear like I don't belong. I belong suddenly. I'm intelligent. I'm stupid. I'm a good meditator, a bad one, a so-so one. I really want to move here with the staff. I want to get out of here as soon as possible. <laughs> you know? Night, day, it's constantly moving. The heat intensifies and then disappears. And so, this we know maybe intellectually, but insight is being touched deeply through experience by impermanence, dynamic nature of reality, any aspect of it. And so, really, it takes a mind that is very stable, or as stable, more and more stable, to um, be um, shaken, I would say, at that level. So that we can actually lose maybe some of our fear of death, ours or, or the shock of it, or, you know, become aligned with reality, a reality that is changing, unreliable, un incontrollable. And we can do this in this extraordinarily beautiful environment. It's possible to do this here. 
we don't uh, need the immediate drama. We can be in an environment that is really wholesome and supportive and notice in the movement of flowers, in the movement of mind, uh, the appearing and disappearing nature of things so that we can start to understand that we're all here for just a moment and maybe be okay with that. Let's just uh, let's sit here for just a couple of minutes and allow the words to dissolve. Again, let's just notice what's there, palpable, available, and the foreground, appearing, or disappearing. By the power of our attention, more refined, of a higher quality each day, may we be able to dive under our many preconceived ideas and be able to meet intimately the world so that we can align ourselves with it experience of freedom that is unconditional and also that we can offer others protection and freedom.
So 45 minutes of uh, thousands of moments uh, of possible connection with uh, the reality of uh, this, uh, this place here, this nature, this mind and heart. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.